If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to the final regular season episode of 2021, episode 115 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on October 3rd, 2021. (sighs) Guys, the last thing I said at the end of last week's episode was, we'll see what kind of mic we get come next Sunday, being today, of course. With how tight the wild card is, with this past week of gameplay coming up, on the verge of potentially sweeping Boston, which of course the Yankees did, with Toronto to follow at Rogers Center, and Tampa here this weekend, hoping that we would have an answer as to who will be in the wild card game and where the wild card will be played. And here we arrive, game 162, still without an answer as to who will play in the wild card game on Tuesday and where it will be played. <laughs> so today, you've got yourself a mic that is as anxious as ever. <laughs> The fact that we're all feeling this way today, I mean, it's absurd. Given the great position the Yankees were in coming into the weekend. All but guaranteed to host the wildcard game after both of the fantastic series the Yankees had in Boston and Toronto. All of which we'll recap later, obviously. It's insane that today's game has so much riding on it. All the Yankees had to do was win two out of three. And they wouldn't even have to worry about what anyone else behind them did against their own opponents. Two out of three. Or even just one. To basically guarantee a spot. Against a raised team. That's clinched everything there is to clinch. The division. Home field. But all the while, also clearly a team that would love nothing more than to knock the Yankees right out. On a weekend that's meaningless for them. And a weekend that the Yankees are now fighting for their playoff lives in, and yet don't seem to want it nearly as badly as the Rays, who are fighting for nothing right now. Absolutely remarkable, the first two games of this weekend. And it's led us here, with the fate of this team coming all the way down to the very last game. All the way to the end. Like Drago says in Rocky 4 to Rocky before round 15, and like this episode is called, to the end. Because it literally is. Each and every one of us were all fools for thinking that the Yankees could possibly easily clinch and secure home field advantage. This entire season, nothing has been easy with the 2021 New York Yankees. Not a thing. Now, 
This show's going to be a bit different than the usual Yapping Yankees because today's game is starting at 3. Game 162 starting at 3 for everybody. That's the way it usually always is for game 162. Everybody plays at 3 o'clock. Smack dab in the middle of the day. Everyone starts at the same time and then everyone finishes around the same time. And I thought it would be great for you guys to hear some reacting to whatever's going on in the game for when it starts about 10 minutes from now when I'm recording. It's 2.55 on the dot right now, and I just thought it would be fun for you guys to listen throughout the recording for however long it goes into the game, and just hear my reaction to it for as long as I'm recording while the game's still on. I thought that'd be entertaining as hell for all of you, so that's what I'm doing today. Regardless of whether something bad or something good happens, you could hear me go absolutely wild over it, live and raw, right here on Yapping Yankees. (laughs) So, it'll probably start when we get a little bit into the social media segment, which will be starting in just a second, and it'll be on all the way until I'm done recording, obviously, after that, so I'm not sure what inning we'll be in by the time the end of the show hits, but we'll see. But speaking of the social media segment, let's keep it going, guys. You know that's up next. And then after that, we've got plenty to recap from this insane past week of Yankees baseball, from the game recaps, and I'll be talking a lot about what I already hit on in the intro later on during that, don't you worry. So we got all of that, we got injuries with DJ, Tyone, who's starting today, Luke Voigt, and whether or not it could be the last we've seen of him in a Yankee uniform, but also the return of a massive arm out in the bullpen. We'll yap about all that, guys, and just really discuss, both up next in the social media segment and to end the show and recap, what the fate of the Yankees could very well be. So let's do it. But first, a quick reminder that Yapping Yankees is being brought to you by, obviously, myself and Ball9. Visit Ball9's website, ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias at Ball9. But also, please don't forget to follow me, yours truly, on all social medias. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds 97 and when it comes to Yapping Yankees itself, guys, do not forget to subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on there, leave a like down below, show it some love, and show it some love on all the other platforms it's available on too. Subscribe, leave a review, the whole deal. And those other platforms are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But without further ado, let's get right to the social media segment. I got a question for you this week, and really honestly, given the immediate future of the Yankees and that being the main topic, there really is no other question that matters. So as always, we'll start on Twitter and then head on over to Instagram and read a couple of replies there. But first, the question. And this week's social media question is simply, what happens next as of now? Will the Yankees clinch the playoffs and win the wildcard game, lose the wildcard game, or even miss the playoffs entirely if they're to lose a tiebreaker? And of course, to give your thoughts below in the comments, and at least the first 10 that I read will be on today's show. Now, as far as what I think, anything could happen, guys. It's crazy. What could happen now if the Yankees lose today and the Mariners and or the Blue Jays win, and there's going to be a game 163 tiebreaker tomorrow. And then Tuesday will be the wild card game, and they would meet the Red Sox, whoever wins the tiebreakers. Now, 
<laughs> it's just straight chaos. It really is. And that's what everybody else has been saying. It's just end of the season chaos. And that's what it is. Literally coming down to the final day of the year. It's craziness. I'm going all in on the Yankees just like I did last week and saying that they'll win today. I think they'll pull it off. I think Jameson Tyone, who's getting the start today despite re-aggravating his ankle in his latest start in Toronto, I think he's going to go out there and do a good job. I don't think you're going to see him go deep into the game because he's still not 100% with the ankle, obviously. But I think for however long he's in, he's going to do a good job. I'm believing in him. Now, the offense, on the other hand, with the way they've been all weekend and with how inconsistent they are on the whole, they're a whole different story. I have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> it's impossible to predict what the freaking offense is going to do. You never know what you're going to get out of them. But I think the Yankee pitching is going to go out there and deliver today. But if the offense doesn't score, it won't matter. So, obviously the way it is now, if the Yankees want home field advantage, they cannot afford to lose and have the Red Sox lose as well. If the Red Sox win, then it's done. Then they take the first wild card entirely. But if they finish in a tie for the first wild card then the Red Sox will have home field advantage because they win the tiebreaker because they won the season series. They won 10 out of the 19 games against the Yankees, and that's largely in part to the Yankees losing the first, what was it, seven games in a row against them to start the season? (laughs) So that's the way that is. The only way the Yankees could have home field for the wild card game is if they win today and the Red Sox lose against the Nationals because then the Yankees jump out in sole possession of the first wild card and the game will be at Yankee Stadium. But if they both lose, or they both win, then it's going to be at Fenway. Assuming also that Toronto and Seattle lose, which I doubt Toronto's losing today because they're playing against the Orioles. And unlike the Red Sox, and especially the Yankees, they take care of business against the Orioles, them and the Rays. Seattle, I don't know, anything could happen with them today, but they are just, they're wild. They just won a really good game last night, thanks to Mitch Hanniger, who's red hot this last week and a half, but... It's just chaos, man. I honestly go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that the Mariners actually lose to the Angels today. I think they'll lose, which takes them out of it. I think the Blue Jays are going to win, and I'm banking that the Yankees are going to win, and I think the Nationals might actually steal a game against the Red Sox today. So if that's true, then the wild card game will be played at Yankee Stadium on Tuesday. I personally don't care where the wild card game is played. Because honestly, this Yankee team has been better on the road than they have been at Yankee Stadium this year. And statistically, there may only be a one-game difference between the two coming into today, but just overall performance-wise, the Yankees have looked better on the road this year. So I don't care where it's played. Just win the game today and get in. That's all the Yankees have to do to get in. Regardless of where it's played, just win the damn game today. Win the game! And now I see the game's just starting to get underway on TV, so if you hear anything in the background, whether it be in my family room or here in my room, that's that's just the television, because I have it off to the side right now as I'm recording, but... Just win the game today. Just win. That's all you got to do to get in. The magic number's one. This is the last day. There are no more pages to turn after today, Boone. If you just win. Win the game. It's all there is to it. And you're in. Regardless of whether you'd have to play at Fenway or Yankee Stadium, you're in. But if you lose today and Seattle and or Toronto win... Regardless of what happens with Boston, you're going to have to play a game 163 tiebreaker tomorrow. And you don't want to do that because if you lose that game, then you miss the playoffs. 
After the lead that you had coming into the weekend, two games up in the first wild card over the Red Sox, and three games over everybody else, if you choke this away in a potential tiebreaker tomorrow, I, I swear to I swear I don't want a single person in this organization to have a job in 2022 with the New York Yankees. I'm done with all of them. You can't blow this with the position you had coming into the weekend. You just can't do it. I mean, you can, but you can't afford to. It would just be terrible. It would be a travesty. Just win the game today. And I'm just going out on a limb and saying that they will. So that's just me. I think they clinch the playoffs. With the wild card game, anything can happen. But screw it. I'll say they win that too. I'm going all in. Just like I did last week. I'm going all in. And we're just going to have to see what in the hell happens. Because this is going to get nuts. It's going to get nuts. But it doesn't have to be as nuts if the Yankees just win the baseball game today. If they just win one game at home against the Rays, who are playing for nothing right now. Not a thing. They clinched the division days ago. They clinched home field days ago. They're playing for nothing. And you're facing Michael Waka today, who has an ERA of 526 heading into the game. And would probably be closer to 6, if not for how he has just absolutely owned the Yankees when he's facing this year. So that's the bad thing. Michael Waka may not be a great pitcher this year, but he has owned the Yankees when he's faced them. So I don't know. <laughs> Tough call today. But I think they'll steal a game. I think the Yankee pitching will keep them in the game. I really don't know what the offense is going to do. Hopefully they can put up a couple of runs at least. But I really don't know. And I don't know how much more of my voice can take either because like last week, I, I'm not sure if you could tell, but my voice is not at 100% capacity still because <laughs> I've just been doing so much yelling about the Yankees. But listen, this is the deal every October, guys. And you might even remember that from the last two seasons. Every last week of September, depending on how intense it is, into October for playoff time, it's just an understanding between me and my vocal cords that they're going to get murdered. That's just the understanding, the mutual understanding we have. So, that's what I think. Let's get down to your replies, read what you guys had to say. Top of the first inning is just starting now. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. <laughs> first up, here on Twitter, we have... Rob at Laker 477, and Rob says, I still believe that they will win the wild card, but in all honesty, I just don't see them winning the ALDS given how inconsistent they are. Please prove me wrong, Yankees. Yeah, I hope they prove you wrong about the ALDS part, but hey, listen, not only because how inconsistent they are, but I totally understand you saying that because you know who they're versing in the ALDS, even if they get past the wild card? The Tampa Bay Rays are waiting for them. And we know how the Yankees play against the Rays. So that's who's waiting for them. And it's tough to be confident in that. So I hear you, Rob. I do. Up next, we have RJB5150. And they say, People complained I wasn't so happy after the Boston series. I felt like I know this team that they'd stumble to the finish line. And they have. Now they look at a possible one game in Boston or game 163. Anything short of eight postseason wins, and we should see a new manager. And we should see a lot of new people. <laughs> but yeah, listen, a lot of us were very confident after the Boston series, and even more so after the Toronto series, and rightfully so, because they were two games up in the first wild card over Boston, and even higher up against everybody else, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, even at the time, the A's. They were just, it was all but guaranteed the wild card game was going to be at Yankee Stadium. But yes, we all should have also known and not have been fools that 
the Yankees can't make anything easy this year. They never do. And they never will. Not this year, at least. So I don't blame you for having felt that way, because that's the way it's always been. And yeah, game 163, is you want nothing to do with that. But honestly, the one game in Boston, like if the Yankees and the Red Sox are to both either lose or win, and if in the losing case, the Yankees won game 163, I wouldn't mind if it's in Fenway that much. Not only because of the series they just came off of there, but because the Yankees are, like I said before, they're better on the road than at home this year. They are. Record-wise, coming into today, they're only one game better on the road, actually, statistically, but just the way they've played overall, they've been better on the road. Even if they end up finishing with the same record on the road as at home with the win today, they've played better on the road overall. They really have. I don't know what their deal is at Yankee Stadium this year, but they stink. I mean, they're not, they don't have a losing record at Yankee Stadium, but they stink there compared to what they've done on the road. Not record-wise, they haven't stunk at Yankee Stadium, but I just feel like overall performance-wise, they've done better on the road. But yeah, especially having it be as unacceptable as it is, anything less than eight postseason wins, I agree, but it would be even more unacceptable if they don't even make it or if they lose in the wild card game or what have you, if they just come up short after the position they were in starting the weekend. <laughs> That's the part that I can't get past. It was all but guaranteed that the game was going to be at Yankee Stadium, the wild card game being. Nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. After that wild card game, though, man, three wins in the DS, four wins in the CS, and then four wins in the World Series. Gotta get those 11. All right, I just see that Tyone got Brandon Lau and Randy Rosarena out. Awesome. Brandon Lau hit right into the shift, right to Odor and short right, and then Rosarena popped up to Geo at short, so that's good. Hopefully he can get through the first inning and the Yankees could put up some runs. My God. <laughs> so a good start for Tyone. We'll see what happens. All right, up next here on Twitter... We got at Yankee Ken, and they say, I think they do get into the wild card game on the road, win that, and then get a huge atomic wedgie courtesy of the Rays again. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Like I said, even if they do make it past the wild card game, the Rays are the team waiting on the other side, and that is no gift at all. <laughs> So, because they've locked themselves in as the top team in the American League, and they are always the ones to face the team that comes out of the wild card game. So, yeah, I, I listen, I totally get that. Not only because of how the Rays have played against the Yankees, but and especially this weekend, but just in general, the Rays are just the Rays. <laughs> you don't want to play them. You just want nothing to do with them. Next, we have at Bronx Southerner, and they say, at this point, the whole season has been so crazy that I'll just sit back and enjoy the show tomorrow and hope for the best and prepare for the worst. I mean, it's hard to argue with that approach. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good approach. I agree with that. Ah, damn it. Wander Franco just got a hit. <laughs> Same exact spot that he got that two-run single on Friday night. That put the Rays ahead 4-1 to one when they were up 2-1. to one. Same exact spot and same exact type hit. I can't stand the Rays. I can't stand them. <laughs> They're so annoying. They're so annoying. Next, we have Mike at MD Nelly. And Mike says, they will be in some kind of one-game playoff. That's the best I have. Wasting thoughts on this year's team has been a bit exhausting, to put it mildly. Yes, it has been. Amen, Mike. <laughs> Imagine what it's like doing a show talking about them all year long. <laughs> oh my god, amen. It has been exhausting. Listen, I love the Yankees and I love talking about them all the time. I'm lucky to be able to do this and be compensated for it on top of that. But at the same time, yeah, this team has been exhausting to watch. 
exhausting to talk about, the whole thing. You're absolutely right. Amen to that. But yeah, they're going to be a one-game playoff of some kind, whether it be one or two. A game 163 and the wild card or just the wild card. Or maybe even just game 163 and then they get eliminated after that and they don't make the playoffs. Who knows? All right, Nelson Cruz flew out to center field. Thank God. Scoreless first inning for Tyone. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Let's put some runs up. Please put some runs up. Score. I can't. They don't score runs, this team. <laughs> All right, up next we have at Keith and Cambo saying, I really don't see J-Mo winning this game, meaning Tyone. He'll go at best four plus innings. I see a tiebreaker scenario. I don't feel good about having to win this many must-win games in succession. Hard to win four in a row in Boston, too. I hope to hell I'm wrong. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's all up to prediction, but I actually see Jameson Tyone doing a pretty good job. I don't know. I think he's going to do good. He's off to a good start right now. I just think he's going to do good, whether he go three, four, maybe if you stretch him five innings. I don't see him getting to five innings, though. But I don't know. I, I see him doing good. I just don't want a tiebreaker scenario. I really don't. I'd rather just win and go into the wild card game, regardless of where the wild card game is played. Just make it easy and win the game. <laughs> but yeah, if they go to Boston, listen, believe it or not, I'm still confident, like I said before, even if they have to play at Fenway. They've done well on the road. They have. But I hope to hell you're wrong too, man. Up next, we have at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura says they will clinch and win the wild card. Beyond that, it's anybody's game because of how inconsistent the team is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we've been saying all along, all year long, how inconsistent the team is. Absolutely. I believe they're going to win today, too. I just do. I think Tyone's going to do great. If they piece it together well at the bullpen afterwards, it should be fine. Hopefully the offense can get it done somehow. Like I said, you never know what they're going to do, but I just think they're going to win today. And then after that, all that matters because the Yankees will be in. All that matters is where the game's going to be played. If the Red Sox win as well, it's going to be at Fenway. If they lose, it's going to be Yankee Stadium on Tuesday. So, I agree, Laura, though. Anything after that is up for grabs, but it certainly isn't a good thing that they're going to have to face Tampa right away in the DS if they make it past the wild card. Nobody wants to do that. Next, we have Spencer at Musician DMD saying, Here's how I look at things. The 5-1 record versus Boston and Toronto enabled the Yankees to absorb two losses to Tampa Bay. This is an enviable situation. I'm disappointed and nervous, but the Yankees have had their backs against the wall multiple times in this race. I feel they'll win. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll win today and clinch too. That's what I've said, and I, I agree. But the 5-1, and one, like I said, and that's why everyone was riding so high heading into the weekend with the position they were in. 5-1 and one in Boston and Toronto, sweeping in Boston and winning the series in Toronto and only losing that middle game by giving up a late run at the end of the game. Yeah, they've faced a lot this year. They've gone through maddening spells of inconsistency all year long since the beginning. COVID issues, injury issues, all the offensive issues, even the pitching going through their rough bouts, especially the bullpen with all their late-game meltdowns. This has been one of the most bizarre seasons I've ever seen. Probably the most bizarre. I mean, it's it can't be said enough. But, yeah. <laughs> I have them winning the last game. Whatever happens in the wild card, I think they'll win that. And then after that, like Laura said, anything's anything goes. <laughs> But I agree, Spencer. Putting them going five and one in the Boston and Toronto series definitely puts them in a better position than otherwise. But 
They got to win today. Just make it easier on yourselves and win the damn game today. Because you're guaranteed to be in if you just win the game. Just win. <laughs> Up next, we have Rebecca at Peace Now for Life saying, I say our Yankees win tomorrow, and Garrett is great in the wild card, and we win that. I think they have one more good run in them, and we'll see how far that takes them. I'm never giving up. Yeah, wouldn't expect it, Rebecca. Would never expect you to give up. You are the eternal optimist, as I've come to call you in the past, and I still stick by that. But yeah, Garrett's had his difficulties lately here and there. He can't have them in the wild card game. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. You can't afford to have that in the wild card game. Otherwise, you're done. Unless the offense scores a boatload of runs for him. But if it's brutal enough, then they'll be done. Everything that's happened this year, one game, it'll wipe him out. At Randy in PO says, wild card game and out. All right, so you have him clinching and then losing the wild card game. Ah, oh, that would stink. I really don't want them to lose the wild card game. I really don't. This team has put us through enough. I just, I can't take the nerves anymore. I really, really can't. And just the wild card game is still to come in a couple of days if the Yankees are in it after a win today or... Toronto and Seattle lose, which Toronto's not losing today. I don't care what anybody else says. They're not losing. But Seattle could. But both of them losing is the only way you could get into the wild card without having to play a game 163 tiebreaker if the Yankees also end up losing. So you just win the game. At Shaban Hassan 11 is next, and they say, It's good to have faith even if the odds are against us Yankee fans. We await nervously. Yeah, I've been waiting nervously for six months. <laughs> we all have. It's just, it's only a matter of time until this team just kills us all young. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking over at the game now. Rizzo took one for the team, got hit by a pitch, and now Judge pounded the first pitch he saw from Waka right into the ground for an inning-ending double play. <sighs> the double plays never end. They never end. I don't know what to say about it anymore. It's just endless. It's endless. They never stop. So they're going to the second inning in the game right now. There's no score. But anyways, up next here on Twitter, we'll just do a few more. At Christian underscore NYYST says, Garrett Cole is pitching in the wild card game Tuesday. All right, so you have him making the wild card, whether it be them winning today or winning a tiebreaker tomorrow. I agree. I think they'll be in the wild card game, whatever happens with Cole, and if they win, I mean, that's another story, and after that too, but I agree, Christian. I'm I'm keeping that faith. I think they win today, and I think they win the wild card. All right, a couple more. Up next is at NY Coffee Queen, and they say, I hope JMO is on a short leash. We need to score a few runs early, then we clinch. Yeah, some early runs would be beautiful. <laughs> they scored runs in the first inning the last couple of days, but then we all know the end result of the last couple of days, so. <laughs> but, yeah, Jamison Tyone, you're not going to see him go deep into the game today. You're not. You're not going to see him go deep. I'd say the longest you see him go is maybe four innings, because I see him being on a strong pitch limit, because he's he's not 100%. He only just re-aggravated his ankle just days ago in his last start, and they're already putting him out there for today. So, I mean, the top of the second start now, he's coming back out. Hopefully he gets through the second, the third, maybe even the fourth. We'll see, but I see him going at most four innings and then just piecing it together with the bullpen after that. Fortunately for the Yankees, basically all of their top arms are available out in the bullpen today, so they could just use them later on when piecing it all together. Meadows is up now. The pitch is... Oh my god. 
He's <laughs> a hard ground ball to Glaber. All right, but he's out. All right, so Tyone off to a good start in the second. I I'm flipping out over here, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it contained, but like, because nothing's going on, so I can. But <laughs> I'm so nervous. I can't. I am so nervous. And my voice still isn't at 100% from the days past. Like I said, I I just don't know what's going to be in my vocal cords these last few weeks. I, I just don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to bear with me, guys. But let's do one more on Twitter before we move on to Instagram and then do recap. At Dweller 73 says, Obviously, I'll be tuned into every game until the last out and hoping for the best. But any Yankee fan would have to be delusional to be optimistic about the team's chances against the Rays in the DS. Yeah, I've said it's it's tough. I mean, I think they have a chance. Anything's possible. But certainly not the first team you want to face right after the wildcard game, right away in the first round. The good news is if you beat them, I mean, they're the best team in the American League this year. So it's looking good if you get past them. But... <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, I'm I'm nervous as hell about facing them again. I mean, the Yankees these last few years, they just don't do well against the Rays. They don't. It's just common knowledge and I hate to face them right away after the wild card game. I really hate that. It makes me so nervous. But what the hell hasn't this year? So I'll deal with it and then I'll die young after that. <laughs> All right, one more. Let's squeeze in one more here. Lastly here on Twitter we have at @clef6 and they say, losing these first two games to Tampa is so on brand for the 2021 Yankees. This team can look so good and so bad. That's been a huge topic of discussion all year long, man. All year long. How they're either the best of the best or the worst of the worst. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They could either look the best in the whole sport or the worst in the sport. <laughs> We have well established that, so you are absolutely correct. But uh, it's good to read all your predictions. Just anything can happen. Nobody's right or wrong as of now. And that's the beauty of predicting. Hopefully we could be respectful of each other regardless of what happens. And hope for the best, of course. But that is all for Twitter. Again, like usual, just because there are so many of you, as always, I'm so sorry to those who I didn't get to. I went way over 10 with reading the amount of replies, so I tried. I did. But if I didn't get to you, then... You know, I'm very, very sorry. It's just there are too many of you. Too many of you great people out there interacting with my social media segments every week. <laughs> and I couldn't love or appreciate you any more than I already do. I promise. You guys are just the best. But anyways, let's move on to Instagram and see what a couple of replies said to the exact same question, which was, what happens next as of now? Will they clinch the playoffs and win the wildcard game, lose the wildcard game, or miss the playoffs altogether. And I just saw that Tyone made it through two scoreless innings now, so great job by JMO. He's he's looking good. He's looking good so far. But I'm only going to read a couple of replies here on Instagram because we're running up against the time a little bit, and I really want to get to recap because there's just so much to talk about, so much to recap, so much to update on. So let's get right to replies. First up, I'll do my good friend Tina at MountainGal456. And Tina says, I've been rooting for them all along. I have to believe they will clinch and win the wild card game. All right, Tina, so we agree. I'm saying the same thing. I think they clinch today, and I think they will win the wild card game too, regardless of whether it's played at Yankee Stadium or at Fenway Park. And like I said, it's just anybody's game at that point because the Yankees have done very well on the road this year. All right, let's finish off with the usual final two. First up is my girlfriend, Vic Salimo, and Vic says, 
Maybe if I speak it into existence, it'll happen. Win, win, win. <laughs> Let's hope, because I think that's enough wins to clinch today and win the wild card game and maybe even win game one of the DS on the road in Tampa. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, Vic. And lastly, as always, my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, is last, and she says, this is a very hard question for me to answer after what I just saw the last two days against Tampa Bay. If they don't get with the program today and start with the losing streak now, I say it's entirely possible, given how inconsistent they are, that they might actually even miss the playoffs. If they turn it around today, I believe they'll clinch the playoffs and even win the wild card. This team has tortured us all season. Stanton and Judge, please do your thing because without you guys, we're done. It's a shame it's come down to two players for the most part. This is it, fans. Let's pray we move on. Let's go Yankees. Yeah, Mom, that's... You hit the nail on the head. I mean, we all know how they are when they get as inconsistent as they do. I mean, how good they've done prior to this weekend, but they've now lost the last two in a row. And anything goes with the offense. You never know what you're going to get, in particularly with the offense. And you hope the pitching does well again, too. Jameson's looking really good through two innings. But, I mean, if they stay bad, like they have the last two days, then the worst thing could happen. You're right. But if they win today and take a good mentality into the playoffs, then they could just even possibly keep on riding it all the way. You never know. You just don't know. So you're absolutely right. And Stanton and Judge, yeah. I mean, they've they've just been such huge parts of this team and just have carried them the last couple of months. They've silenced the doubters and everything. I mean, we've yapped all about it. They've been absolutely incredible. There's no doubt about it. And if they're to do quite a bit today, I would say there's a pretty good chance the Yankees win. So we'll see what happens. But as for now, guys, that is all for this week's social media segment. But I cannot thank you all enough, whether I got to you or not, for another week of tons of interaction and great interaction at that. You guys are the absolute best. And if you want to see the replies for yourself on Twitter, you know the deal. Go to my Twitter page, at Mike Scudero, and all of the replies are down in the comments. And whether I got to them or not, you could read them all for yourself. But without further ado, as the Yankees easily go down in the second inning, as their approach at the plate through these first two innings has been piss poor already, let's head on to weekly recap and talk about news and all of the recapping of this past week's wild action leading up to game 162 today. Yapping Yankees time machine back to last Sunday. Me, you, and my raspy voice. Let's do it. Okay, last Sunday, for our final 2021 regular season recap, (laughs) and I thought last Saturday was incredible, (laughs) Montgomery got the start, and unfortunately due to late game shenanigans, he would take his 17th no decision, (laughs) the poor guy. And after yet another solid start, too. I mean, I just feel awful for him. 17 no decisions. It's just (laughs) unheard of. Five innings, seven hits, only one run given up on a sack fly, no walks, and four strikeouts. And his first three innings in particular were masterful. He just did a great job, really. 
And before his final inning of work in the bottom of the fifth, the Yankees fortunately answered right back for him after he gave up his one run, so he would leave the game with a 2-1 to lead. On a double play by Gio that drove in a run, the bases were loaded with no outs, and then an RBI single after that with a runner on third and two outs by DJ. After that, Clay Holmes pitched a scoreless sixth inning and came out for the seventh until the Red Sox sent up a pinch hitter and Boone ultimately decided to go with Joely Rodriguez, which just made me feel uneasy. No clue how you take out Holmes there, especially after the inning he had just had. Ultimately, the Red Sox would tie the game off Joely on a sack fly and then take the lead after DJ had already dropped a pop-up in foul ground, and this is the part that had me beside myself, but then they would take the lead on a dropped pop-up by Gallo in left center. Two dropped pop-ups in one inning by two gold glove defenders to give the Red Sox the lead. I was beside myself. (laughs) We all were. I just had no idea what to think. I just went to go scream in a pillow. I didn't even know what else to do. Eighth inning, though, Gio led off the inning with a walk. Wade Pinch ran for him, tried to steal, and this was the next part that just put my mind into an absolute pretzel, but Wade tried to steal. He apparently thought DJ at the plate fouled it off on a pitch DJ didn't even swing at, doesn't slide, and gets gunned down, and at this point, you're just asking yourself, what in the hell is going on with these guys? What Are they even paying attention? But then after that, DJ walked, Rizzo hit a double, second and third, one out, Judge at the plate, seemingly, and not for nothing, legitimately, strikes out on a foul tip that Vasquez dropped behind the plate, but not on the foul tip. It was revealed afterwards in slow motion that it was dropped on the transfer. And it's a non-reviewable play. And this also came after a pop-up that Judge hit in foul ground that Dahlbeck just missed. So between that missed call behind the plate and the missed catch by Dahlbeck, Judge got three chances at the plate. And oftentimes, great hitters like Judge, if you give him three chances, they're not going to miss. And on his third chance, it was the charm. Third time's the charm, man. That expression exists for a reason. (laughs) He crushes a ball into left center for a go-ahead two-run double. And the excitement didn't stop after that. Because it was immediately followed by a 448-foot atom bomb by Giancarlo freaking Stanton. Both of these hits, by the way, off former Yankee Adam Adovino, no less. Uh, And just when I had the home run from the night before from Stanton to watch 500 times in pure bliss, he supplies another on Sunday, the very next night. (laughs) His third home run of the weekend, his ninth and 10th RBIs of the weekend, driving the most runs in of any Yankee in a three-game set at Fenway in history as this man just continued to dominate and carry this team alongside Aaron Judge, as we've said, and just render us all speechless. 6-3 to three at that point, Chad Green, who finished the 7th, 
also pitched the eighth inning. And then Chapman pitched a scoreless ninth for his 30th save. And the Yankees won 6-3. to three. After almost giving the game to the Red Sox with those mental mistakes, took the lead back, found a way to win, completed a huge sweep in Fenway Park, first one since 2015, second sweep in a row, won their sixth game in a row, took back sole possession of the first wild card, and beautifully went into their final regular season off day. What a game. (laughs) Monday, again, day off, but something did happen. And that was Tyone being reactivated off the IL. So welcome back to Tyone. Good to see him back. And he's, again, looking really good today. He just, he's in a jam in the third inning, but hopefully he gets out of it. Talking about today's game right now, I'm doing a lot of glancing over. I'm nervous as hell, but it's good to have him back. And they optioned Albert Abreu to AAA to make roster room for him. And Tyone would be put right to action right away on Tuesday, getting the start for the first of three in Toronto. But it would be cut short, unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, because one out into the third inning, after only giving up a run in the first, and this is why he's still not 100%, but Tyone was taken out of the game. He was looking to be motioning that his ankle was bothering him again, and it was, so... He re-aggravated his injury, which really sucks. Because in the grand scheme of things, all the things the guy went through prior to this season, we spoke about all of it. Cancer, two Tommy Johns, the whole deal. Comes back, struggles to start the season, then finds it and was a top pitcher in the league for like a month and a half. And then after that stretch, before the ankle injury, he was doing okay, I guess. He had a couple of bad starts, but he was still doing okay overall. And then he got the partially torn ankle tendon injury and returned after just three weeks or so for this start and then re-injures it. So his final line, just two and a third, just one hit and one run on the first inning RBI single he gave up, one walk and two strikeouts. So a shortened start due to the re-injury for Tyone. But as we know, he's going right again today in the biggest game of the season. Talk about pressure. (laughs) Fortunately, even though it had to eat the next 20 outs, the bullpen was... Wait, hold on, hold on. Big pitch coming to Randy Rosarina. Hold on, Tyone's about to throw. (laughs) Hang on one second. Ah, I fouled it off again. Damn it. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so nervous. And then after this, Wanda Franco's up. Oh my God. There are runners on the corners. Oh my goodness. And Kiermaier's on base, too, so much of anything will get him in. Oh, my God, I hate this so much. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Where the hell was I? <laughs> all right, so the bullpen had to eat 20 outs, but, I mean, they were just fantastic again. Michael King came in after him, only gave up one run in two and two-thirds. Holmes pitched a scoreless sixth. Chad Green a scoreless seventh. Luis Severino with a scoreless eighth as he continued to just look terrific. And Peralta, with a scoreless ninth to seal what was their seventh win in a row. A big one to start the series in Toronto, with a final of 7-2. to two. And how they got those seven runs? Judge 
Solo Apo Taco for his 37th of the season. That tied the game at one at the time. Rizzo, RBI single to tie it at two. And then from there, they just took off. Judge, sack fly. Stanton, another big home run. A three-run golf shot into the second deck on a pitch that wasn't even badly located. As a matter of fact, I think it was the lowest pitch that Stanton has hit for a home run since his 2017-59 home run season. It's just insane. He just couldn't be stopped. 35th home run, 4th day in a row that he homered, 6-2. Geo solo shot in the ninth, 7-2. And like I said, that was the final score. So, yet another night of Judge and Stanton just kicking ass. <laughs> There's just no other way to put it. And the Orioles also beat the Red Sox. The Sox doing their best impersonation of the Yankees against the O's. <laughs> so, just a great night for the Yankees overall. Oh my god, I just realized he actually struck out a Rosarena. Oh my god, I just realized that. Yes! They gotta get Wander Franco now, though. Oh my goodness. It's still, it's not over yet. They're not out of the inning yet. I was not even looking over when I realized it's two outs now. And they just played a replay and Rosarena struck out. And now it's two and one on Wander Franco and the pitch is coming. Swing and a miss. Oh my God. Oh my God. One more strike from getting out of it. One more strike. Oh my God. As, as much as I would just love to sit here and just only talk about the game, <laughs> I gotta keep going with recap. Otherwise, we'll be here till tomorrow. The next night on Wednesday... Before the game even started, things would be good. At least at first, not with the game, but with the news, things started off great. With the news that, as expected a couple of days after last week's episode, Jonathan Loisaga was reactivated off the injured list, and Andrew Heaney was finally optioned to Triple A. Unfortunately, the end result of Wednesday's game, though, wouldn't be fun. Like I just said before, the game did not have a good outcome. Cole took the mound, and he just really didn't have it. Especially at the beginning. His final line was six innings, nine hits, five runs. I mean, one shouldn't be earned, thanks to Gallo not knowing that an outfielder running in on a pop-up should call off the shortstop going out to make the catch. But nevertheless, no walks and six strikeouts. Just really annoying to see Gallo's outfield struggles, a gold glove defender, just see his struggles continue from that embarrassing last game in Boston. But what are you going to do? But while Cole was in, the Yanks also fortunately scored five runs in a comeback effort on a Geo RBI single, a Gardner RBI double, a Judge Sack fly, and a big game-tying two-run single by Higashioka. So it was 5-5. Five five. Then Loisaga pitched the 7th, and in beyond encouraging fashion, he looked like he never missed a minute. Electric stuff, the velocity was there, everything. Amazing. Wait, hold on, this at-bat with Wander Franco is going forever. They're, at, they're about to throw the 7th pitch of the at-bat, I think? Yeah, the 7th pitch. Alright, let's see. It's 3-2. and two. <sighs> Here's the pitch. Oh my God. It's hit to left field. Gallo, Gallo. Oh, he's under it. He's under it. Yes! Let's go! 
Made the catch. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody send help. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Tyone escapes the jam. He's through three shutout. If only the offense could back him up a little bit. Let's try to get some runs on the board. Good lord. Wow, what a rhyme that was. I just realized that. <laughs> Alright, let's keep going with recap. The game's headed to the bottom of the third. Unfortunately, after Luizaga was done, as amazing as he looked, Holmes would not have the same luck in the eighth inning. Gave up a go-ahead solo shot to Bobichette, who just killed the Yankees, not only in this game and all series long, but all season long. Six to five Jays at that point, and that's the score that the Yankees would lose by. Which was infuriating that they lost by one run, considering a run for the Blue Jays shouldn't have even existed if Gallo simply caught the damn pop-up. Like I said before, his second inexcusable defensive mistake in four days. So, a tough loss for the Yanks, and another on a Garrett Cole start, who definitely also deserves blame. Don't get me wrong. The most blame, without a doubt. You can't be going in there and giving up five runs in a game this important. I think we all know, including Garrett Cole, that despite a dropped pop-up, I mean, the blame primarily falls on him. Just the lack of the mixing up of his pitches was driving me insane. The game plan was terrible from the get-go. They were clobbering his fastball, and he and Higgy just kept going to it. You can't dig a 4 nothing hole like that if you're Garrett Cole. You just can't. You gave a team that was on their deathbed life when you're paid to do the exact opposite in games like that. And that's just the truth. I tell you, he just hasn't been the same since the hamstring tightened up, man. And it's worth being a bit concerned about. But now, does that mean I'm giving up on Garrett Cole? No. By all means, no. He's still Garrett Cole. <laughs> I'm not giving up on the guy. I'm just not. It's foolish to. But it's something to talk about, and it was a bad start on Wednesday. There's just nothing more to it. You could acknowledge that and still not be giving up on him. <laughs> So, just a bad night for him, and a bad night in the end, overall, game-wise. Thursday, some bad news before the game, unfortunately, but after tweaking his knee after he pinch-hit in Wednesday's game, first plate appearance he saw in a freaking week, thanks to the Yankees' complete reluctance to play him since he won the Player of the Week award, when I think we all established that he could have easily played as a designated hitter, we've been over this already, but... After tweaking his knee Wednesday night, Luke Voigt was placed on the 10-day IL. And I would assume, since there's not enough time to come back since it's so late in the game, and also given how many problems he's had with his knee this year, and to be honest, even if he did, they'd probably just keep him on the damn bench anyway, but I'd assume that this is the last we've seen of Luke Voigt. That's my opinion. I think we have seen the last of him in a Yankee uniform. As I've said, I can't imagine Voigt doesn't request a trade in the offseason. I mean, being the capable hitter he is, I can't blame the guy. After all the opportunities they had to include his bat in the lineup, and they just chose not to. Especially when he was finally healthy and doing great things offensively. And because of that, and given the circumstances with his knee specifically, and how much time there is left, and how much they'd probably be reluctant going forward too to play him, I just think this is the end of Luke Voigt as a Yankee, so could very well be the end of him as he lands on the IL. I mean, at least the Yanks can say they actually have a legitimate reason for not playing him now, right? <laughs> uh, Albert Abreu was recalled to fill his roster spot. 
I feel for Voight, the way he's been handled this last month or so. I really do, man. And DJ also left this game with some hip tightness. And you remember the hip and groin issues lately that have kept him out for a couple of days here and there. And it would be revealed yesterday as a sports hernia that will require off-season surgery. And they hoped that he could play down the stretch here after getting a cortisone shot for it, but they just announced today that he's headed to the 10-day IL retroactive to October 1st. It's not good. So, given the timeline with the 10-day IL, he's going to be out until at least the ALCS, if the Yankees even make it there. And we remember, or at least I do, how Voigt played in 2019 with his sports hernia. And he just wasn't the same. So honestly, this only backs up what I've been thinking for some time now internally. And I may have mentioned it once here on the show, or maybe on Twitter, or maybe both, or maybe not. But I've definitely felt this way internally for a while. I I really have. I'm not even kidding. But this only backs up what I've been feeling for some time now. And other than because the ball's not juiced anymore, this could be why he's had such a blah season. But... I personally think that DJ's been playing with injury issues for like the entire year. That's just my opinion. I can't confirm or deny that for sure when they weren't saying there were any issues with him. And I know he's performing in a lot of ways like some of his prior seasons, just average-like. But there just seem to be constant issues here and there. The hip, the groin, triceps, now the hernia's revealed, and who knows how long that's been there for before being diagnosed. So, I don't know, man. Hopefully we can see DJ again before 2022 somehow if the Yankees make it deep into the playoffs and he's ready to play. But that's just my theory. I I feel like he's been dealing with issues all year, man. From the triceps, the hips, the groin, now the sports hernia. I feel like he's been messed up all year. I mean, we'll see if that could very well be the case come next year. I mean, whether it's just him having a down year and just regressing to some of his average numbers in prior seasons, or if it is because of these injuries this year, and he gets this off-season surgery and comes back in 2022, looking like 2019 and 2020 DJ again. So we'll see how he does if we don't see him again until next year, come next year. But that's the deal as far as injuries. As far as the game, much better news on this front, with the Yankees winning 6-2 to and taking the series in Toronto, pushing the Blue Jays down three games behind them. And the Sox also lost to the O's again. So it pushed the Sox down to two behind the Yanks. Like I said, coming into the weekend, things were just looking great. Kluber started the game on Thursday, and although he didn't really go deep, he did a nice job, especially against that lineup. (laughs) Four and two-thirds, he did give up seven hits, some on weak contact again like his last start, just giving up a lot of weak contact. But just two runs, one walk, and striking out two. And the bullpen after him would hold the Jays at two. Michael King, an inning and a third scoreless. Seve, another beautiful scoreless inning in the seventh. He and King, man, so far, the lethal combination that they had the potential of being that I spoke about. Huge stuff out of the two of them. Chad, a scoreless eighth, and Chap, a scoreless ninth to seal the deal. And the offense, they only had one hit, being a judge 455-foot solo nuke in the first inning off Robbie Ray for his 38th of the year. But only that one hit until the sixth. Losing 2-1 to 
But then, all of a sudden, the Yankees exploded on Robbie Ray and scored four more. So both teams' best pitchers and the two Cy Young candidates not coming through on their days, ultimately. Rizzo, solo shot. Judge, solo shot. Back-to-back with Rizzo. Judge's 39th. And then after a Stanton walk, Glaber Torres, two-run homer. Even Glaber's going deep. <laughs> Five to two. And the Yanks would score an insurance run on a Guardy solo shot in the ninth. Guardy continued to just be terrific too. Five Yankee home runs accounting for all six runs. And the Yanks won six to two. Huge series win in Toronto as they also had a five and one road trip against Boston and Toronto in Boston and Toronto. Again, felt great heading into the weekend. And I got to tell you, I'm not feeling great right now because the Yankees just went down easily in the third inning again. I guess I guess they're just not going to score runs for James and Tyone today, who's just... I mean, he's pitching his heart out so far through these first three innings. He got into that jam in the third, got out of it unbelievably, had a very nice first inning, very nice second inning. I assume he might only go like one more, or he might be done after the third. I don't know, because they were getting Wandy Peralta up already in the bullpen, so... <sighs> You all know the result of this already by the time you're listening to this, but just bear with me. I'm going nuts over here. This is going on while I'm recording, okay? (laughs) Uh, So, they just finished the third inning. They're going to the fourth now. This game is speeding by because nothing's happening. I assume it'll be towards the end of the fourth inning, maybe, by the time I finish the recording, but let's keep going. Speaking of the weekend, Friday, first of three against Tampa, final three games of the season, and my God, did this game suck. <laughs> it almost didn't. It almost didn't. But too little, too late. Nestor Cortez started the game, and he did a nice job yet again. Four and two-thirds, five hits, just two runs, second one on a tough break, a blooper by Kiermeyer, no walks, and five strikeouts. And after the first run was given up on a Nelson Cruz solo shot in the first... The Yankees answered right back at the time on a Stanton RBI single. So, once Nestor was done, the score was 2-1. to one. And it stayed that way all the way till the ninth inning. After that first inning, the Yanks didn't even get a runner in scoring position until the ninth inning. Not one! <laughs> For eight innings. Top of the ninth... Domingo Herman in for his second inning of work in a one-run game against Tampa in his first outing in two months. And Boone pushed him for that second inning. And I don't have a problem so much with the second inning, but how long he pushed him into it, allowing two base runners with Chap, Litke, others available. Didn't understand it. You got to do everything you can. Use your best to keep them at two with guys like Judge and Stanton due up in the ninth. But instead, Herman put two runners on base. And then this is the one that I had a bigger problem with. Much bigger problem. This was the move where I just, I didn't understand. Litke, Chapman, anybody else coming in. But Abreu, Albert Abreu, an unproven rookie in a one-run game, must-win game. That move made even less sense to me. And everybody even agreed with that. The media asked Boone about it. Flaherty said it on the post game. Analysts on MLB Network were saying it. Just, 
it didn't make any sense. Radio hosts everywhere, TV hosts everywhere saying it. Inexcusable for Boone in a must-win game to try to steal outs from a rookie at the very end. And he'd just be sent back down after the game anyway. But he came in and later allowed a two-run single to Wander Franco. Can't hold the raise at two. Four to one at that point. But the bottom of the ninth, the Yanks made it interesting. Stanton single, wild throw by Phillips advancing Stanton to second. And then he advanced to third when they went with a four-man outfield. Nobody was covering third, so he just strolled right on to third base. (laughs) Gallo, bunts with no one down the left field line. Easy hit. You gotta love that. Drives in Stanton. Four to two. Geo single. Gardner RBI single. Four to three. First and second, only one out. But like I said before, it would end up being too little, too late. Gary Sanchez pinch hitting. Horrible. Three-pitch strikeout, just an awful, non-competitive at-bat from Gary Sanchez, who has just given you nothing since August 1st. His numbers are miserable for most of the second half. Horrible. It has to be said. And then Odor struck out after Gary. So the Yanks came up short in very painful fashion after a game where they mostly just did nothing, just like today, very in a very similar fashion, at least so far here in the fourth inning. Yanks come up short lose 4-3 to three in a very important game, especially considering the Red Sox and the Blue Jays both won. So it wasn't good. But at least the Mariners lost. But if you thought Friday was bad, yesterday was just... <laughs> nothing short of just the worst disaster imaginable. The worst disaster. In a time where you simply have to win. Montgomery started, kind of, and he just... I mean, how else can you describe it? The guy completely laid an egg. Crapped the bed. Choked. Bit the big one. You name it. I'd say it was the worst start of not only this season for him, but his entire career. I would say that. Alright, the Yankees are taking Tyone out of today's game. I'm just looking over. I'm sorry for the constant interruptions. I told you I was watching this game while recording, so this is what you're getting. But Tyone's coming out of the game. Three and a third shutout. You just can't ask for much more from the guy who's not even necessarily 100%. Just an incredible start by him. He went out there and threw up zeros. He did. Couldn't have asked for more from him. I probably would have left him in for the rest of the fourth, but I don't have too much of a problem, especially considering he's not 100%. So now I guess it's just up to the bullpen. They'll piece it together now after Nelson Cruz just flew out for Tyone's last out. An incredible job by Tyone. Just incredible. Called upon at not 100%. In a game where just everything's on the line. I mean, it could determine whether there's a tiebreaker tomorrow or not. Just a huge spot for someone who's not at full health. Just incredible. I can't even get the words out that's how incredible Tyone was for doing this today. Wow. What a start. I said he'd do well. And my God, did I crush that one. (laughs) So, Wandy Peralta's coming in the game. He's going to face Austin Meadows first up. But, um, commercial break right now, so... We'll see what happens, but Peralta's coming into the game, and I guess from this point forward, it's up to the bullpen. God, that felt good to nail that Tyone prediction. But Montgomery's final line, anyway, from yesterday, two and two-thirds, seven runs. Six of them on two three-run homers by Brandon Lau. And the seventh on a solo shot by Mike Zanino. 
Six hits, three walks, and just three strikeouts. And here's an interesting stat for you. Montgomery gave up two home runs to left-handed hitters all season. Yesterday, he gave up two to the left-handed hitter, Brandon Lau. So he gave up just as many home runs yesterday as he did to all lefties all year long. And to the same freaking guy who would later go on to hit a third home run, by the way. in freaking credible I mean, what else is there to say? It was just a travesty of a start for one of the team's most consistent pitchers in Montgomery on the worst day possible for something like that to happen. Just buried the Yankees early. They only scored two runs on a solo shot by Rizzo in the first inning and an RBI triple by Gio later. And Boone just kept him in too and let him give up another homer. Wasn't warming anyone up in the bullpen as his brilliant bullpen managing the last couple of days continued. So glad he saved the arms like Litke from the night before for a 7-2 deficit. And in the highest form of humiliation and embarrassment against a team playing for nothing, the final score at Yankee Stadium was 12-2. And I can only hope that in this game right now, with the rest of the game being the bullpen being pieced together to eat up the rest of the outs, that Aaron Boone's horrible bullpen managing this last week or so does not rear its ugly head today. But now, they've put themselves in a position where they absolutely have to win today's game, hence why I'm so freaking nervous over here, especially considering the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners all won yesterday. And if they lose and get swept today, they could, after the great lead they had in the standings just two days ago heading into the weekend, like we said, actually miss the playoffs if they lose a tiebreaker tomorrow, which could be avoided in the first place if they just win today. And like I said before, if that were to happen, after the position they were in coming into this weekend... If they were to miss the playoffs after playing a tiebreaker tomorrow and losing it and accuse me of overreacting, I could not care less. There is not a single individual in that entire organization I would want to see back in 2022. Not a one in the entire front office or in the coaching staff. Win the damn game today. Win it. Make it easier on yourselves. There wouldn't be a tiebreaker. And if the Red Sox win and the wildcard game is at Fenway, since they get the tiebreaker for that, fine. The Yanks have been solid on the road this year anyway. And they just came off of a terrific series at Fenway. So whatever. But win the game and lock yourselves in for the playoffs at least. You don't have to worry about what anyone else does if you do that. Score some freaking runs and win today's game. And then go win in Fenway Park in the wildcard game on Tuesday, huh? Do it. Just do it. And if the Sox lose, by the way, and the Yankees win today, then the game will be at Yankee Stadium on Tuesday, as it was anticipated at the start of the weekend. Before the Rays, who are playing meaningless baseball right now, are out playing a Yankee team fighting for their playoff lives. That's the deal, guys. We all know it. And by the time we meet again next Sunday... The Yankees will either be gone until spring training 2022 or they'll be in the heat of the ALDS against this freaking Rays team again like last year. 
And as I look at this freaking Rays team on television, I see that Austin Meadows just hit a double off Wandy Peralta to start his outing. On a little squibber down the line where nobody was playing, down the left field line, I swear, the Tampa Bay Rays are such a lucky baseball team. I I don't know where it comes from. And look, I'm not taking anything away from Meadows. That's a good piece of hitting, but... Oh my God, it's just so frustrating. But now Mike Zanino's up at the plate after G-Man Choi just walked, so hopefully... Hopefully they get Mike Zanino to ground into a double play. That'd be a beautiful thing. It's 1-0 and on him now. The pitch is coming, and... Oh my God, that's a horrible pitch. Oh my God, that's a horrible pitch by Peralta. He's not throwing strikes. He's not throwing strikes, guys. This must be entertaining for you to listen to by the time this comes out. You already know the result, and you're just listening to me just have a nervous breakdown over a game that you already know the result to. <laughs> oh my goodness. Peralta's getting ready to throw the next pitch now. It's 2-0. I I just have to watch this right now. I'm sorry. I'll finish up my spiel later. 2-0. Oh, it's a ground ball to third. Are they getting a double play? Step on third? Damn it! Damn it! You're safe at first. (laughs) Oh, you just missed the inning-ending double play. I almost called it. Oh, my God. I'm I'm, going to... There goes my voice, too. I'm I'm just not going to make it. <laughs> Please get out of this inning. All right, so it stays first and second, then with two outs. And Joey Wendell's coming up. Oh, my God. But anyway, so you know the deal. Until then, until next Sunday when we speak again, just keep track of my social media segments in the meantime, like I always say. And then we'll talk about whatever happens next week, and I'll either be overjoyed or completely destroyed. One or the other. No middle ground. And what do you know? That was another rhyme. (laughs) And a lot of it will be a result of whatever happens in today's game, which, again, like, like I said, you already know the result of by the time you're listening to this and probably just having a blast listening to me go insane over it. But it's only in the fourth inning right now from when I'm recording at the moment. So what do you want from me? Oh, God, Peralta just threw a wild pitch. Oh, my goodness. Runner's moving up. Second and third, two outs. Oh, my God. 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 I'm going to have to watch this next pitch, guys. All right, so it's one and one. Oh, my God. What's he going to throw? Wendell makes me nervous. He's just such a weird hitter. I don't know. I don't think he's that great. He's just great at poking the ball the other way, and he could pull it sometimes, too. He's got a weird swing. I don't know. He he just freaks me out. All right, one and one. One and one. Oh, my God. He's getting ready to pitch. Oh, my God. The pitch. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, Glaber! Glaber! Yes! Yes! Oh, my God. What a play. What a play by Glaber. Nice play. Oh, my God. He just saved two runs. Oh, my God. He just saved two runs. He just slid on his rear end, making a nice play to his left. A play in the hole between second and first. And he threw Wendell out. Wow. Wow. That was nerve-wracking. Oh, my goodness. So that's the end of the fourth, the top of the fourth inning. Oh, my goodness. That that was that was very nerve-wracking. What a play by Glaber. Oh, my God. That just got me so hyped, man. So hyped. I can't wait to see how this game ends. And I also can very well wait because I'm probably going to take a heart attack before it does, but (laughs) oh my goodness, but as for now guys, anyway, we're ending this in the middle of the fourth inning, 
God only knows how this is going to end, at least from my end. You know how it ended by now. But we know the deal, guys. Like I said, until next week, just stay tuned to my social medias, and we'll talk about whatever happens in these next few days come next Sunday. But until next Sunday, that is all for episode 115 of Yapping Yankees Today. Please remember to follow me on all social medias, guys. Facebook fan page, at Mike Scudero NY. Twitter, especially for all the entertainment and live updates and everything, whether it be games or otherwise, at Mike Scudero. And on Instagram, at MikeScuds97. And also, please remember to show some love on all of the platforms that Yapping Yankees is available on. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, leave a like down below in the video, and leave a review and subscribe on the other three platforms it's available on as well, those being SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you've got the time, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you might have missed. Episodes 34 up to episode 115 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening to me yap today. I am a very raspy Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, October 10th, when I come at you with episode 116 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, you know the deal. Hang in there. Be patient. Please stay safe. Look out for your loved ones. And I'm just going to pray that this insufferable, yet addictingly inconsistent Yankee team makes it to the ALDS and beyond. (laughs) Well, I'm off to go watch the rest of this game with my brother and my girlfriend. And then after the game's over, I'll edit this up and then get it out to all of you. But like I said, guys, to the end to the end. Enjoy your week, my friends, and Godspeed to us all. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) 